0: Welcome to the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network. You're tuning into an episode of the Redefining Society Podcast, hosted by Marco Ciappelli. Let's face it, the future is now. We live in a hybrid analog digital society, and we must stop ignoring it or pretending that technology is not affecting us. The line between the physical and virtual worlds has become a figment of our imagination. On it, we are continually performing a dangerous balancing act juggling convenience, privacy, freedom, security, technology, society, culture, and even the future of humanity. There is no better place than here, and no better time than now, to muse on our relationship with technology and how to redefine what society means in this new age.
1: Black Cloak to help leading organizations identify and fix vulnerabilities, protect customers, and make the digitally connected world a safer place. Learn more at bugcrowd.com Devo unlocks the full value of machine data for the world's most instrumented enterprises. The Devo Data Analytics Platform addresses the explosion in volume of machine data and the crushing demands of algorithms and automation. Learn more at devo.com
2: Okay, everybody, this is Marco Ciappelli, and this is the Defining Society podcast. Uh, I'm laughing because we just had a little technical glitch here where I thought I was starting recording and I just disappeared from the screen. And William here, my guest today, I was very patient. I came back and they just get going again. So here is technology for you. There is the good and there is the bad. The good is that I am talking to William uh, all the way. You can see if you're watching the video. in a a dark environment, which is uh, in Asia. And he will tell us uh, where he is if he wants to. And I'm here in LA, of course. So on the other side, virtually connected as we do many things in our life nowadays. That's why we are redefining society, the way we interact with each other. Today's conversation is right up my alley. It's about photography, it's about art, it's about advertising, which is my background, as many of you know. And uh, and the way that is affecting our life, and uh, most specifically generative AI, and how it is more and more being part of our life. So enough with this introduction. I want to introduce William here. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thank you. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure. So let's start with. Uh, the, the real you, who is William, and uh, why are you interested in having this conversation with me in terms of art, uh, photography, generative AI, and uh, and I know you have uh, you have a very um, an involvement from a business perspective in, in something like this too. So let's let's hear about you.
3: Yeah, so my background, um, I'm originally from Sydney, Australia, um, live in uh, 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 Seoul right now. Uh, and uh, I started my career uh, in, in general business. So, I did consulting for a number of years. And then I did something that was re- uh, pretty interesting. It's called Special Situations. Um, and that was basically uh, finding companies that had or, or you know, when, when, when times change, right, whether it's regulatory change or technology change or market conditions change, Um, What happens oftentimes, right, is that there are some companies that are very, very well positioned and some that aren't that well positioned, right? And so we spent a lot of time um, in my career or I spent a lot of time in my career basically finding these companies or these opportunities and then, you know, positioning myself very well and then riding the wave up. And a lot of that involved um, helping the company or working with the company um, and and, and navigating it through the, 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 the essentially the special situation. Um, and then really, I think uh, for me, AI and photography, um, especially in photography, uh, photography um, is, you know, probably the special situation of a century. Um, uh, hmm. Photography, as you well know, uh, known uh, hasn't really changed over the course of the last two decades. Um, it's largely quite static. Um, you know, you still have to go and take photos uh, manually if you want to get really great photos. Uh, you have to actually, uh, if you think about it, let's say you're a young female, right? You have to do your hair, your makeup. You have to get up there. You have to find a place to take photos. You then have to actually take hundreds of photos, and hopefully, you know how to pose very well, and you actually have a photographer. And then you have to travel all the way home, and then edit them all. And out of every 100 photos that you actually create, um, you know, you might only pick three or four that actually end up going on Instagram. So that's a pretty heavy journey. Um, and same with photography, and uh, you know, I would consider business, right? So think about advertising companies, right, to go and shoot a single commercial using models, right? It'll cost you $100,000 plus uh, six weeks and you'll get eight photos, right? Very, very long journey. And so, you know, I think the very interesting thing about AI, especially in the last 12 months is that that's disrupted all of that, Um, you know, in the future, uh, the reason we're interested, right, is because, uh, you know, we see as AI taking the lead to automate what is currently a very, very manual process and what has been a manual process for the last two decades.
2: All right. So th- there is a, a lot going on there and I'm kind of processing in my head <laughs> with some artificial intelligence where I'm going to go. So my first observation about this is I definitely agree with you. I mean, we're going in places that I think 10, 15, 20 years ago, we wouldn't even imagine. Um, I'm thinking one of the big revolution for photography, which is different from the way you presented it, but was the digital photography, right? So I I'm old enough that I worked in advertising with photographers that were coming in with a film camera. So talking about investment, in really you know using the shots, not you know screwing up the shots and really knowing the camera, really knowing the lighting, the, I mean, the experience was very, very important at the time and talking about expensive. So the digital photography was already a revolution now. I am a big fan of experimenting with, with AI. I mean, I use Meet Journey. I use GTP. I, I feel like it's a tool. It's not the solution. It's a, it's a tool that increases my creativity. So I'm welcoming all of this. My fear, and and, and this can be the, the follow-up conversation for the rest of the conversation, is how is actually affecting um, people? Meaning, don't you feel like it's taking away the experience, experience experience factor from actually doing all these things. so uh, I know it's easier. I know it's cooler. I know I can put myself in front of the Tory Fell without ever being in Paris. But, you know, where, where do we true, you know, where it goes between fiction and reality and how we distinguish from it. So uh, your thoughts on that, on all of these, just choose yeah. wherever you want to go.
3: I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, there is an experience part of it, obviously, that people, um, you know, we generally, we see it's uh, probably, I would say the older generation, right? Really, really value more. Um, You know, I think think the good thing about, you know, the AI is that it can help you experience. You know, just imagine you're someone who grew up in rural China, right? Who's never been able to have the opportunity or even be be able to get the visa to go to Paris or uh, the Eiffel Tower, right? Well, AI can actually help you to do that, right? Um, another example, let's say, you know, you've got a great photo of your grandma, but she passed away, right? And you don't have a photo of you two together, right? Now, you can put yourself next to your grandma and, you know, create that new experience. Now, that's not, that's not you know, that, that, that's not a taken by photo experience, right? But it is still very, very much a, an experience. Um, I, I, I think um, the other thing to probably say is that it really depends on how you value, um, you know, what, what, what you're taking the photos for. And there's a a certain uh, portion of people who will absolutely, you know, you you wanna take photos. And again, a great example, like I travel a lot and I go to Paris by myself or like, let's say Africa by myself, Mm -hmm. but I don't have anyone to take photos of me, right? (laughs) And so all my photos literally, you know, don't have me in it, right? Well now, you know, I can take that experience that I actually went to, right? And use AI to put myself into the photos that I actually took. So I think yeah. um, I think uh, definitely you know there is a bit of um, uh, th- there is a real part right, um, but I think it there there is a lot of that AI can help I- enrich that experience, and then I think the other part to that is then you know there's a lot of people that don't take photos just for memories right. A lot of times taking photos is about you know uh, showing something on a social media right, being able to uh, social currency right, and there you need high quality photos to you know uh, uh, post on there. Or you know for example it's it's um, you know, you're an influencer and you've got fifty thousand uh, fans, right? And you can't, you just don't have time to like spend three hours a day taking photos for your fans, right? So we we actually find there's a lot of different use cases for taking photos of yourself. Um, uh, yes, definitely the experience is one part. Um, you know, obviously, you know it's great to take photos with your friends and do that, and I think that will still continue. But you, I think, I, I, I think the AI does help enrich a lot of that experience, and then on top of that, you know, it also provide uh, you an answer a solution for when it's when photo taking isn't about that experience.
2: Right. No, no, I, I agree with you and I, I like to go to the extreme so that then eventually towards the end, we kind of see things from different perspectives. So I agree with the things you're saying. I think that the important part is as we are redefining the way that we use technology, the virtual world, the fact that we actually know what is real, and what is still real because you did it, but is digital and it's a, a generative art. And I, I love that. I mean, I just created a new character for the AI that we use on ITSP magazine as kind of like the, you know, the interface with people to ask what kind of podcasts we have and so on. And uh, you know, I wouldn't never be able to do it myself. I'm not I don't draw, but I, I feel like it is my creation because I prompted the way I wanted to, right? So am I an illustrator? No, but I did it, right? So I uh, totally cool with that. What is, on your opinion, the, the 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 where we need to educate and draw the line when, especially with a new generation, and you're definitely a younger generation than mine, and there are some that are probably already younger than yours that are completely native digital. There's people soon going to be native AI. Distinguishing though between reality and and virtual world, like being really being there and being there, uh, virtually, which is great. Um, if not everybody can travel the world, you not know, like you described. How do we educate these people? I mean, do you do you just give them the device like we've done with smartphone without really teaching them how to use it, and and how then the others say, okay, is this guy just making fun of me because it's really never been in Paris. Let's keep using Paris as an example. Or is it just an artist that decided to create that image of himself?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, sorry, just to be very clear, your question is how do young people educate themselves on AI photos? Well,
2: educate themselves or where we fail as an older generation to educate them when we, you know, when we introduce them to that kind of world.
3: Yeah, it's super interesting because I actually think it might be the reverse, right? Um, You know, we, (laughs) yeah, because, you know, when we look at um, the people who have picked up AI very quickly, right, and use it and integrate it into their lives, it tends to be younger people. Um, Now, AI hasn't, I don't think it's got to like real mainstream. Um, There's still a bit of work to get to real mainstream because, uh, you know, I think a lot of the AI tools that have come out, um, call it in the last six to 12 months, right, still remain uh, pretty difficult for 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 you know someone twenty year old and likes TikTok to to, to actually use, um, but we've seen that the pickup is pretty you know the, the, I mean this is a generation that embraces technology right and you know I mean I'm sure, even though they, a lot of them haven't actually used AI before a lot, you know I'm pretty much pretty much a lot of them have actually used it before um, and they're very familiar with downloading apps new apps and picking up and within within a few minutes learning uh, knowing exactly how to use it um you know i think i think it's actually yeah very interestingly the reverse um you know when we for example talk about our project right what we find oftentimes it's it's the call it the 45 50 year old you know older guy who's hey you know why would i ever use a photo uh, a fake photo right well and, and 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 you know that contrasts very very differently versus the young person wow this is the tool that's changed my um you know entire life i've you know, I I've always needed something like that, right? So, it's it's actually quite interesting. We find, yeah, at least um, there's been there's been much openness and greater acceptance with with younger people than I would say, you know, some of the older generation. Obviously, not you know, um, completely. That the, that's not to say that's everyone's like that, right? But generally, you know, in the conversation that we've had, that's that's probably that's probably been a, tri- a trend.
2: Yeah, and I'm definitely one of those that you describe. You know. <laughs> So yeah, but, yeah. with the difference that I have always welcomed the new technology, I'm fascinated by it, but I still, you know, I like to distinguish, you know, remembering growing up with the analog, you know, the cassette and the, you know, the vinyl and behind me, but I'm, but I also use the, the digital world and I'm super excited about it. Um, one, one thing I want to pick your brain in. It's like we, we said, we were going to talk a little bit, maybe of advertising. And, and if you talk about that nowadays, is influencer, you mentioned TikTok, Uh, there are a lot, more and more um, influencers that are completely AI generated. Uh, You are in Korea right now. I know there is some very, very big uh, influencer there, even musician artists that are not really existing, but they have millions of followers. They are musicians, they 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 songs, acting, and all of that your take on that and what is the pulse that you're feeling in the business and the advertising industry on this is it really the future or it's just a?
3: yeah so um i think in terms of digital models uh that's definitely has uh, seen i mean it's not something in the last 12 months actually it's been around for two three plus years now um i think it has done well because obviously you know i think there are there's a niche por- or a, a portion of the population for which a lot about influencers influences is about the experience that you give to your audience base, right? And sometimes that's, you know, I love, uh, you know, the blue theme dresses that this person always wears, right? Or I love this person's style of playing this instrument, right? But there's always a specific theme, right? And I think um, uh, uh, definitely uh, digital um, uh, uh, influencers do the same thing. Um, actually, quite interestingly, I mean, um, you know, I would say uh, a lot of the influences that you see, let's say, for example, in China, actually don't look like uh, <laughs> their real life because <clears throat> the technology um, across the world, in terms of being able to put filters on your faces, right, and streamlining jaw and making your face mm-hmm. much wider, making yourself look younger, you know, it's it's incredible now. So I think, um, I think, I think, I think, influencers, whether it's digital or not, I mean, ultimately, it's going to have a person behind. It's more, I think, on the spectrum of how much does that person look like the person sitting behind the keyboard, right? And, you know, a lot of them is like uh, super real identical and a lot of them are, you know, sort of stretched out and and, and, and very different. Um, so that, I think that's 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 one part. Um, I, I, I definitely think it is one part. Um, I think in terms of where AI comes into this, um, you know, I think the interesting thing for me in call it advertising is, you know, for the first time in history, you have this concept where you can actually license out your image rights to a company like ourselves right that we can take those image rights and then we can actually go and you know sh- take that and you know show it a new advertisement company uh, advertisement uh, or five of them at the same time or even 30 of them at the same time and you don't have to do anything right so that's super interesting it hasn't been possible before because you to do an uh, to do a commercial shot you, you've always had to show up Um, You know, if you're a very busy K-pop star, right, you still have to go and take a a week off your life to go and fly to Hawaii and uh, shoot shoot the commercial. And I think what we're seeing is that now, okay, well, you can have a digital uh, virtual model, right? But you can also have a digital uh, virtual model of someone else, someone, right, and take those rights and then sell those rights and uh, generate revenue through those rights. And I, I think that's going to be a very powerful tool going forward.
2: So I can see a future where we all have a digital twin and then we you know we either go somewhere, do something or we we send a digital twin doing that. And you know it'd be cool if then you use it in the metaverse, you use it for certain things. But again, I, I like the idea from from a sociological perspective and psychological to always be able to recognize what is true, from what is true, but virtual because i i think it's true i mean i'm a big fan that at this point what we do online is reality it's i mean i'm not definitely the one that says no if it's virtual it's not real i mean we are having a conversation right now and i was talking to your avatar i would have been talking to you anyway in a way with with some entity. so i'm you know i'm totally open for that but there is the issue of again knowing so uh, i'm gonna pick your brain on on couple of things which is kind of maybe connected One is of course the deep fake that generative AI can create artificial intelligence in general. I mean it's very scary especially for people that don't understand how um, this uh, technology works And the other thing is uh, the application of this technology that is kind of you know scaring people. let's look at the writer, strike in the movie industry i'm in la I'm, you know i can see that all the actors are st- striking because they don't want to be taken away and by their reproduction in a in a digital world so your are we overreacting on your opinion to these or is it legit that people will lose job and people will be tricked and believe in things that are not real and you can yeah. i know there's a two questions so yeah, <laughs> start yeah, with yeah. one and i'll follow with the other
3: so i i think in response to your first question in terms of deep fakes yeah you're right it's absolutely going to get very scary i mean i think photos are probably there in terms of being unable to tell whether something's real or not um and then in terms of video we're probably 12 months away from you know video that looks identical you know and not and, and not just you know, a single video, this is like video with like uh, being able to move and so forth. Just last week, actually, I saw um, a company uh, come out with a video where something where me and you were chatting, right? Look, absolutely realistic. So um, I I, I think this will happen and it will get to the point. I mean, it's inevitable in my mind, Mm -hmm. right? That in the next 12 to 24 months, um, you know, or you cannot tell whether it's a picture or video, the difference between a real uh, or not. And I think that's where, I think, obviously, I think companies need to follow, start following a standard for how they disclose and, um, uh, 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 you know, disclose and also uh, put watermarks on on all the content that actually create or comes out of that. Um, I think governments probably need to be be very proactive around that. You know, to me, it's, you know, (laughs) there's so many, I mean, you can just easily, very easily now call someone up, right, and use someone else's voice and uh, convince them that that person is is, is you, um, using AI, right? Which is very frightening. And so I think um, there's 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 got to be a, a probably a big push by both governments and uh, and 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 uh, uh, corporates, right, to educate, to hold to standards, right, to make sure that um, uh, 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 people uh, uh, adapt and learn about these things as soon as possible. And in particular, I think when you look at history, right? Generally, I would say again, s- similar. You probably have to do that uh, or spend more time with the older generations, right? Um, rather rather than the, the, uh, uh, the younger people um, who, who tend to be very word of mouth, very strong social, um, you know, uh, uh, lubricants and uh, know know a lot of people, and everyone talks about it, and they they sort of get the gist, uh, gist very quickly. Um, yeah, so I think that's 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 probably. Um, yeah, how I, I I think about the the, the deep fakes. And then, um, yeah, uh, sorry. Just Can you remind me of your second question? Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. I don't expect you to, <laughs> otherwise I would start thinking you are an
3: AI. It's, so. uh, it's 2 a.m. here in Seoul. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, yeah. no, don't worry.
2: I'll, I'll refresh you. So we're talking about the connection between uh, that um, from a recognizing if something is real or not, which you covered, and the other one was in regard to uh, people losing jobs uh people being afraid yeah, about yeah. taking over strike in the uh, yeah. movie industry acting but also yeah. you know a lot of other uh, jobs that it may be taken i mean i'm yeah. personally like you know we've gone through this before there's yeah. been that like, disruption but um um yeah your opinion on the on the yeah matter?
3: no no absolutely i think i think i think the technology will come where i mean I mean, AI will automate a lot of things. It's not just uh, you know acting; it's across the board. Um, obviously, some industries will get more affected than others, um, and uh, we, we we will see uh, loss of jobs. Um, uh, 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 but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, these technology evolutions happen in every sector, every industry, um, across every uh, basically every period of time uh, for you know the, over the last hundred years. Um, And if anything, what you're actually seeing is that, you know, more jobs over time have actually created. Right. But um, so I think that's what the data shows. Um, I think uh, if you think, uh, just for example, photography, right, Um, or even just uh, 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 photography, there may be no need to do certain shots because they can be automated by AI. But, you know, people need to be able to curate good images and they need to be able to um, prompt the images that actually create it. And, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's going to be uh, uh, different types of jobs that, that need that bit of upskilling. So, yeah, I I think, um, I I think uh, there are definitely going to be parts, I I think whether you're part about over overreaction, I mean, look, I think this is very natural reaction um, uh, and, uh, and, and it happens in cycles Uh, in every economic cycle that's, that's, that's ever happened. Um, You know, my, my, my big push here is that I think the companies that are most affected um, that are at the pointy end of that disruption, they need to be, you know, I mean, in order, uh, uh, you know, I would encourage them to be very open in terms of how they think about um, uh, the next 24 months, right. And be, Adaptable to new business models, right? And I'll give you an example, right? Um, uh, we we talk to a lot of modeling agencies, right? And if you think about traditional modeling, right, uh, if you have like a, like a, a, your your business is literally taking models and uh, putting them on photos and taking the photo shoot and earning a margin off that, and you literally have fifteen models sitting in your stable, right? Um, yes, you know. we we, we've been on phone with a few of them and you know a a few of them have been hey you're the big enemy and hey i shouldn't be talking to you right but um you know i think i think i think a few of them have been okay well yeah i i i i think they have they have had an attitude where it's been more hey i realize this is going to happen um Mm -hmm. you know I, i i'm not happy because it means you know my business is going to be disrupted and in 12 months, I'm not going to be earning any revenue. And for the last five years, I've already been, you know, uh, severely impacted by margins, but, you know, I think this is a great opportunity. And, you know, I, 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 I think hopefully there's a way we can partner together to, to work together. Right. Um, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and make both uh, businesses successful, right? And uh, a lot of times that actually works, right? Because, you know, we've got this tech, right? But we don't have the model connections or the know-how in the industry or the customer connections. And so uh, that's where I think for, the, for specific companies that are open to that change, right? They can get ahead of that curve, right? Rather than, you know, I think the worst thing is to, you know, see the entire industry change and uh, uh, refuse to do anything different.
2: And that's that's the big enemy. I, I love that you went there, and I think we're gonna you know start wrapping up the conversation with that, which is resisting. I don't want to use like a sci-fi sentence like resist- resistance is futile, but because that's about people, you know, like an alien community coming and conquer you. In this case, is about any time that somebody try to resist. Like I don't want to use computer. What you're gonna your business is going to be affected. I don't want to use digital photography. Well, your, your business is going to be affected. So you need to be in a constant change. And and I, I think there is still room for everything else. I mean, it's not, there is not the things, you know, it, it's just different. It's just redistributed in a certain way. So I want to close with this. Um, as a young generation, a young entrepreneur and, and business doing generative AI, do you think that, because it, the regular photography, let's say let's call it regular, is not gonna disappear or modeling. Do you think there's gonna be a different price point where what is real it's gonna be more valuable uh than what is digital or the other way around because the cost goes down? So, from a business perspective, yeah. the economy of it, do you no, see a difference?
3: Think, yeah, look, I I think I think I think history shows. Generally, when uh, the production or or the marginal cost of producing something goes very close to zero, the price drops very close to zero as well, right? right? And so, um, you know, in my mind, I I, I think let's say let's say let's say you're a model right or influencer right. I think the price of what you offer will very quickly to go to zero unless you can offer something better than 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 the other model. And generally, the only thing that I see that's probably valuable is 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 your followers your your follower base right and so uh if you don't have that follower base and you don't have that specific niche right um the actual photo taking i think that quickly becomes zero and uh uh, my my personal view is that you know the 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 peak but the the the, the, you know call it 95% of modeling work will disappear the next 24 months right the 5% that remains will be with this call it the Quasi celebrities or celebrity models or the or the very very strong influencer types, where mm. there's still a demand to use their image rights for because of they have this 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 you know follower base, whether it's niche or broad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so look, I think um, yeah, I think my view is generic model where it's just a pretty face or, 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 or any face uh, without that ability to, uh, without that follower base will we'll, we'll quickly uh you know approach zero um so being
2: creative right i mean being innovative knowing how to change try to give something new to your public not just sitting there because yeah you know and that that i feel like it's for modeling but also for business you know it's nice if you get to a point that you don't need to do anything anymore but it's very unrealistic
3: (laughs) yeah Exactly. exactly
2: exactly all right cool uh william i know it's late out there uh i i enjoyed the conversation i hope you did too and for all the followers uh and subscriber of my show uh there will be notes i will write a piece or well maybe chat gpt will do it for me uh and uh, about this article and there will be all the links to william so you can get in touch learn about his business uh connect if he wants to with his social media so william again thank you very much and uh for everybody else stay tuned for another episode of the redefining society podcast thank yeah, you
3: thanks a lot great talking thank
2: you all right take care thanks for having you, bye bye
1: Devo unlocks the full value of machine data for the world's most instrumented enterprises. The Devo Data Analytics Platform addresses the explosion in volume of machine data and the crushing demands of algorithms and automation. Learn more at Devo.com. BugCrowd's award-winning platform combines actionable contextual intelligence with the skill and experience of the world's most elite hackers, To help leading organizations identify and fix vulnerabilities, protect customers, and make the digitally connected world a safer place. Learn more at bugcrowd.com Black Cloak provides concierge cybersecurity protection to corporate executives and high net worth individuals to protect against hacking, reputational loss, financial loss, and the impacts of a corporate data breach. Learn more at blackcloak.io We hope you enjoyed this episode of
0: Redefining Society, hosted by Marco Ciappelli. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then add this show to your favorite podcast player. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share the ITSP Magazine Podcast network with your friends, family, and colleagues. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey.